0: Talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I'm excited to spend an hour with you here today on 94.1 on your radio dial. As I say, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive, and well. We talk about the church, we talk about what God's doing in his glorious kingdom. I do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another, and this has worked out real well, show number 1,122 today, and uh, I'm excited to have Greg Kennett in the show, or on the show with me today, and uh, he is involved in uh, a kind of house church, see, I, if I got it right? Yes, sir. So yes. Come on up to the radio, it's to the microphone yeah. just a little bit there. Uh-huh. I, back when I was in Pensacola, there was a lot of those around, and it was a pretty popular movement at that time. And, uh, there was one called, uh, the home church or something like that. I think my my home church or something. And, uh, is that kind of the same thing that you're involved in now? Or, or, yes, it tell, is. just tell us about it.
1: Yes, it is. And I believe it came out of that same movement back okay. in the seventies.
0: Yeah. Um, Harrington. Does that ring a bell? A, a guy by the name of Harrington. He was out of Mobile. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the movements and such like that. But, uh, a lot of people choose to do this because why? <laughs> Um,
1: we did it because it was based on the Book of Acts, okay. where they met in, in homes, right? And um, it was just a simple method, and then we would, as the fellowship grew, we would split, okay. and there would be, they would, and then we'd all get together at other right, times, right. you know, to congregate. But, that,
0: that, but that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. This it sounds like just what I remember there because I was in Pensacola mm-hmm. and uh, of course Pensacola is a, to me is a unique town when it comes to the gospel <laughs> because you got a lot of uh, uh, churches what I call singing churches they, they love to sing over there mm-hmm. and then also you had a lot of the home churches like that and I remember when I was in the Navy and I was single I'd go visit all these places like that but uh, uh, and then finally the Lord brought me down to the Open Bible Church and that's where I f- fell in love with my church and I'm still pastoring an open Bible church here in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my background as far as that sort of thing. But uh, the, uh, also we would have uh, coffee houses. Do you oh, remember yeah. those? Oh, yeah. Sure do. And, and they, were, they were kind of part of the Jesus movement. Yep. Okay. yep. Uh, sitting on bean bags.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a little music going.
0: And- yeah, a little music. And, and uh, one of the things they love to do is you be sitting on a bean bag with your legs crossed and then you would have your arms crossed holding somebody's hand. And uh, I don't know. I didn't find that to be a real comfortable. <laughs> and, of course, then you got to scratch your nose, you know. <laughs> and so, But that was just kind of part of it. A lot of the uh, choruses and stuff that we have now came out of the, those days. Mm-hmm. The kind of uh, songs that would just... Be a, songs of praise, and just uh, because you had a lot of young people who were coming to Christ for the first time. Some of them had been in churches, but they really hadn't had a close experience. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit of God was moving in those days. Yes, it was. <laughs> and and I, still is. is yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, do, th- I mean, do you think it's the same? I mean, I, I don't know uh, what do I mean by that. God's always the same, but yet sometimes the movements seem different.
1: Yeah, and it may be just that I'm older. Well, <laughs> but, that's that's but, true too. But I mean, uh, yeah, I think you, there was something going on then, though. I mean, there was a a lot of young people coming to the Word. Uh, I think they were looking for that love. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and they saw it in they they saw it in those movements where. They, and
0: unfortunately, in a lot of ways, the traditional churches just was not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, you you had your your baby boomers, and then this is kind of like the the next tier of this. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, prosperity had come to America, but some of these young people didn't have really interest in that. And so God's just working. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those young people, and I told you before we went on the air, when I was stationed in Pensacola in the Navy, The Jesus movement was going on strong in those days. A lot of those young people came to the Open Bible Church and got involved, but a lot of those young people are still serving God today. Mm -hmm. And I know of of young people that are part of that. They've been missionaries. Some of them have been all over the world. I mean, I I know know people that have been in India. Uh, I had uh, one uh, guy who called me. During the, uh, you remember when the Iron Curtain first fell? Yes, I do. Yeah, I remember. And he went over there. Him and his, him and his buddy, with no support, no nothing. They just got on an airplane and just flew over there. And he called me when he was over there. And he said, he said, Jack, he said, you need to come over here. He said, man, you you can just be walking down the street and just leading people to Jesus. I mean, it's just a powerful thing. I was thinking about that the other day. I said, maybe I should have gone but i'd had a young wife and four children <laughs> excuses just yeah. excuses anyway but uh, tell us about your home fellowship well um
1: what we do is we um there's a group of about 30 of us probably um that meet and then you know new people come and go all the time but um we have broke it down to where we meet in four different homes okay. one time a month each okay. week of the month at one time we had three fellowships in homes separate homes separate fellowships and we'd all get together and meet but it was got it down to this way doing it this way now and um so what i'm doing right now you want me to get into that Oh, sure okay well i um i started um during covid you know people were kind of strange about getting together a lot of times so we did a thing where um i wanted to to Te- leave something recorded for my grandkids and my okay. kids so i started doing a a facebook fellowship okay. somebody suggested that because i'm not very real high tech and i didn't know how to <laughs> how to do anything else so that was real simple yeah so we started doing that and uh i was just going to go through and teach the book of romans but a lot of people were attending were coming on there and so i've just kept doing it because there's people in there that wouldn't be getting the word if you weren't if it wasn't for
0: that, now was this an interaction thing, or was it just you teaching just and then they te- just after listening?
1: Yeah, just yeah. me teaching; the other people are just listening.
0: Okay, yeah, and okay. Um,
1: that's again, I didn't know how to set up a Zoom right, meeting or right. anything like that. So, <laughs> so we and also doing this, people can come and go. Um, you never know. Usually, there's about sixty viewers. Really, and um,
0: but uh, how are, how are they letting you know you're they're there?
1: You can see them pop up on there. You know, okay. they, on Facebook, and they'll. Uh, they can, you know, put a little emoji there if they want to the heart or the like or something if they want to, or they can just say hi. Oh, really? You know, and, really? And, yeah.
0: Uh, now, how, how did you record it? I mean, it's just... Talking into the computer or?
1: exactly, really. It, it was kind of strange, you know, sitting there looking at yourself and talking. Uh-huh. But
0: and so it, it was not. It was visual and audio. Yes. So yes. they're actually they're actually seeing you there mm-hmm. on Facebook. And then did did you have to get help setting this up, or did you did you know how to do it? Well, that
1: it was very simple on Facebook. So it was really? really basic. Um, there was a, a girl in our fellowship who suggested that she said, "Well, why don't you just do it on Facebook?" Okay. So I said, "Okay." My wife had a Facebook account. I didn't. So and she hadn't been using it. So
0: I so thought you Commandeered. It. I did. <laughs> <laughs> when my daughter, during that same time, uh, she comes to me and she says, "Dad," she says, "because she had a she has a beauty salon and it was shut down for a mm-hmm. little while." Mm-hmm. Fortunately, due to our governor, I give him credit for that. He, yes, sir. They, she just didn't shut down for very long, but it it was a while. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I got some time on my hands. If you want to do some stuff on Facebook," and so she would set up her phone. And then she put me someplace, and then she said, just just talk. She said, I'll edit it later. And I did that a a few times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know whether, I don't pay attention to response, whether there was or not. But I did learn one thing. You have to be very careful about background noise. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because she put me outside. And. Man, when you heard birds are just singing, I, I didn't hear the birds when I was talking. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they were they were loud. I, yeah. I maybe they were enjoying the preaching. I don't
1: know. I've had people say that sometimes I'll teach on the porch and people say really enjoyed the birds. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. they didn't enjoy what I was saying.
0: <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's funny how they just magnified yeah. there on the on the phone is the way it was. Because I don't remember them at all when I was doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, but I didn't do the technical work mm-hmm. of it. Did did you do that too?
1: Yeah, there's no technical to it really, though. You're just talking. So you oh. didn't
0: do any editing?
1: No, no. Okay. It's just straight on. It's 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 recorded, so people can go back and watch it again. But it's live when you're doing it. Okay. So if, oh,
0: it's live when you're doing yeah. it.
1: So there's a lot of mistakes.
0: Oh, I didn't I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, See, I'm used to being recording because <laughs> I know about the mistakes. So. Yeah. So well, but okay, you're not doing that now or not? Oh, I'm still doing you're still it. Still doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doing well, it on how would people find you?
1: Um, well, they can go to. Uh, Kim Greg Kennett on Facebook. That's the, the account. And just friend us. Okay. And we'll put you on there.
0: So now, being not a techie myself, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you see what I do here. Uh-huh. I got to get this down. Okay. Yeah. So they just open up their account. I guess they've got Facebook up already. Yeah. If
1: they've already got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so they just type in your name?
1: Yeah. Just go to search and you type oh, in. Okay. Search. And okay. because it was my wife's account, it was Kim Kennett. Okay. And then. She said, Well, if you're going to be on here, you're going to have to add your name. So okay. we just put Kim Greg, Greg Kennett. And <laughs> okay. So it's on there. So they
0: uh, just type in, so they, they, they click search, mm-hmm. type in Greg, uh, Kim and Greg Kennett, mm-hmm. and then voila.
1: That's it. And there. then if they want to, I believe you can watch it anyways, but okay. you can if you wanted to, um, just ask to be a friend there and I'll put you on there.
0: So, so now they're kind of an archive there. Yeah, they are. So you can go, at any time, they're there.
1: Yeah, there's three years worth of them.
0: Okay, okay. But it's kind of like the podcast in a way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Probably not as good, but. Well, I mean,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm on the podcast with Uh my daily broadcast and my talk show, but thanks to Doug Apple at Wave 94, they're much better, (laughs) because he knows how to edit. He does all that sort of thing for me. But. So now you're doing that. Now, do people sometimes listen to your Facebook thing and then say, "Hey, I want to come be a part of this fellowship"? Um, they do. Does, yeah. does yeah. it connect that way? Yeah. I mean, can they
1: do that? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people who are who are watching are not from Tallahassee. I've okay. got people in California, in Indiana, okay. uh, Chicago, Kentucky, uh, Georgia, all over. Just people. It, it contacts a lot of folks that I'd known when I was a kid, okay. and then also. Um, other people that just you know i've i've friended people there are people in africa that wanted to that wanted to uh get on there mm-hmm. and so well, that's you know, cool if it's uh
0: yeah i mean you you're reaching people all over
1: yeah, yeah. and that, that's kind of why i've kept doing it because yeah. i know some of these people wouldn't be getting the word if they didn't absolutely yeah. and um you know that's the, the thing i may not be the best speaker in the world but it's the word of god that's you right. know and if i just stick to that
0: and what does scripture tell us about that? It will not return void. Amen. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're just doing what God's called you to do. At and, this and time, so, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have a, a background as being a, a broadcaster or anything like, like that? None at all. See, <laughs> and I asked you that question intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, because I knew the answer and you'd already told me. But I, I wanted other people to hear this because a lot of times people are reluctant to do things because they say, well, I'm not going to very good at it or I'm kind of shy or whatever. Hey, that doesn't matter.
1: No, if God's in it, it's going to work. That's exactly right. And, and so, and that's how it's it's been. Yeah. I just rely on Him completely. Um,
0: yeah, because in uh, in the day and age in which we are in, there cannot be too many people presenting the gospel. Amen. Because we're under constant attack. Yeah, and. Uh, we're looking in a new generation here mm-hmm. that's different. <laughs> and uh, uh, the way they respond to things, exactly knowing how to reach them, mm-hmm. uh, because I know that you're not a, quote, a church person. You don't attend a lot of, quote, church services. But when I go, I see a lot of gray. <laughs> and a lot of gray heads out mm-hmm. there. And I'm going, where's the next generation? Yeah, so, but through your Facebook, uh, there's probably people listening of all ages. I would imagine. Yeah, and you yeah. know you'd be surprised. Well, I know um, you wouldn't be surprised, but um,
1: once you start teaching that gospel of God concerning His Son Jesus Christ, people haven't heard that. Yeah, you know, and they they light up when they see the simplicity of that because they've been they've got all kinds of preconceived ideas in their sure. mind about God that the world has put there. Yeah, and when they really can understand. That is the grace of God that's led us here.
0: Yeah. You know? And the thing about it is that uh, uh, the type of medium that you're using there where it's just available 24-7, mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll have people who are in uh, the lonely hours. Mm-hmm. Many times they're going through a crisis in their life. Yes. And uh, and God in his ability to maneuver and his uniqueness and his ability to just put people in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. will find themselves in front of a computer sometimes just... Peddling, they're just they're just going through. The, they don't really have a plan. They're just kind of randomly going through, and they'll come across something like you've presented there, right? And the next thing you know, they're tuning in. God's working, and the Holy Spirit is just just doing what the Holy Spirit does. It's amazing. But now, can they respond to you? That let I me mean, do. Is there a way for them if they've been touched by a message, or maybe they got questions, or is that yeah. possible?
1: Yeah, they can message me, or they can speak. They can type in right there. Okay. Uh, while well, I'm teaching, if they like, um, it's and that happens mm-hmm, all the time. Yeah, really? Yeah. really,
0: yeah. And so, even while you're teaching, do you stop and respond to it or not? Usually,
1: now yeah. now if there's somebody's got a question about something, you know, I may go back later to it, uh-huh. but and I encourage that if you've got questions because a lot of times, you know, I am not a professional speaker, so sometimes I might not make it clear. I know when I go back and listen to it, sometimes I say, "Who in the world would listen to this?" <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: but evidently, they do. <laughs> But uh, uh see, the thing is that when you're teaching and you're you're just flowing through the Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. it's it's always very important, I think, to, mm-hmm. to try to try to stay in the parameters of you know what you're presenting. Exactly. Um, yeah. I tell people a lot of if if I hear a preacher preaching and he's chasing a rabbit, you know the expression yeah. chasing yeah. a rabbit. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Chase the rabbit, mm-hmm. but when you get through with that rabbit bring me back before you go chase another one. Because if you chase a rabbit on top of a rabbit on top of a rabbit after a while, I'm going... I don't know what we're doing here anymore. You lost me. That's right. You know? Yeah. And so so I, I find that, I try to have that discipline in my own teaching. Yeah. To try to stay somewhat on my topic. Mm-hmm. And you know this already because we've been sitting here in the studio. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> and I got stories now. And That's a great way to teach, too. You it can paint is. pictures with it. As long as you don't yeah. forget what you meant. <laughs> yes. Because yep. yep. I, I can get caught up in stories about Kentucky and the Navy and all this yep. stuff. And, uh, and you can lose people that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, stories, Jesus was a great storyteller. Yeah, I mean, he tells told stories that, that were sometimes very, very simple, mm-hmm. and sometimes somewhat complicated. His yeah. disciples had to take him aside, and say, uh, "You mind explaining that one to me?" <laughs> 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 Which gave him another opportunity to hold new set of teaching yeah. <laughs> going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, what is your background, Greg? Or did you grow up in church? Have you ever, your church no, background? I didn't.
1: I yeah. um, I grew up in a household that was. Um, there was a, there was a lot of love there, you know, but we were um, not churchgoers, and we did have a Bible, but it set up on the shelf. I told you earlier, right? It's, right. Uh, it just sat up there and collected dust, but it right. was a holy book to us. I sure. remember one time, as a child, I was up. I was probably five, six years old or something. And I was up there showing off on the shelf, walk crawling on it, and I got to that Bible. My mom was laughing about it for a while, and then I got to where that Bible was, and I shoved it off the the the, uh, the shelf there and all of a sudden oh my goodness you could have heard a pin drop huh. and uh i knew i had done something terrible
0: now did, but, did they ever your family did they ever come around to faith
1: my mom did uh well not that they weren't i believe they were believers but yeah. you know they weren't churchgoers they uh-huh. believed in god they but they didn't know and i believe my my father when he was younger uh, he was in world war 2 in the marine corps and he um uh, he was a seven day adventist i think at one time okay and then he uh kind of got away from all that and he would read the bible to me and my older brother when we were young uh-huh. um, i don't remember much of that my old brother remembers more but there were five of us and it was me and him at first and so we had those times with my dad but um other than that we never really went mm-hmm. to church i went to the methodist church once or twice with my aunt mm-hmm. um never yeah. really did anything like that i always believed in a god didn't know anything about the lord jesus christ uh, when I was about 18 years old, my brother took a Bible class, my older brother. And can I go into detail about... Where, where, where did he take the Bible class at? He took it up in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. At a church? Or? It was not at a church. It was at this home fellowship group. Okay. It was some people out of California. Okay. And um, so um, it was a class on how... To study the Bible. Okay. And um, it would tell you just the basic principles of like who, to whom it is written, uh, you know, figuring that out like from the Old Testament to the New Testament, uh, things that just basic things that really help in, in reading the Bible that most people don't know about. Like okay. we were talking before, when I would go to read the Bible, I'd carved out my own religion because if you don't have a church, you'll make your own. And um, in my religion, I would read the Bible to please God and I would start like anyone else does with any other book. The first Mm -hmm. at Genesis. Sure. And I would read not to learn anything, but to please God. Okay. And I'd get to about the begots and the begats
0: and Mm -hmm. I'd lose it. But, but, but but guess what though? (laughs) God God was in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, even though you might have had a, a wrong reason in your own mind. He's the words. The words. The word. Yeah, is getting in your heart. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. uh, and uh, your brother that that went to this Bible teaching. Uh-huh. Does he, he a believer today?
1: He is. We stay in contact. We we message each other. He's in Indiana. Okay, and we message back and forth, and you know Bible verses all day long, uh, things he's learning and looking into. And
0: is that yeah. kind of where the uh, concept of the home fellowship kind of birthed in your spirit? It did, um, okay. and we um,
1: we went to one there. My brother. Um, he tried to get me to go a bunch of times. We were, we were like, you know, every other teenager in the seventies, I guess. I don't ever, every teenager, but we were, we were into drugs and, and that kind of thing. When he started reading the Bible and going to these classes, I would, I was kind of ashamed of him.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. Now you got to explain that. Now.
1: Well, he wasn't running with the crowd, you know? Okay. okay. We, with uh, all the, the people we had been running with. And, right. and he kept inviting me to these home fellowships and I would keep, kept turning him down. And he caught me one day. Well, actually, I, I saw God's power one day that he demonstrated. Um, just I knew he had changed. Mm-hmm. And then I saw something in him that that just really sparked in me. Ah! And then he caught me when I was kind of down one day and said, you want to go? And I said, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll go with you. And I went and I had, I'm going to tell you point blank, I had a, had a joint in my pocket. Okay. And I said, uh, you mind if I smoke this before we go? And he <laughs> goes, well, you could. But you'll probably get more out of it if you, if you don't. don't. <laughs> and I said, Fair enough. So I put it away. And we went to the uh to the fellowship, walked into this home, and I never seen so much genuine love. It was just uh that's what really struck me first. And it was the love of God there. Yeah. They were it wasn't anything fake and I seen that more and more as years went by, but um they taught the Bible in a way I could understand it. And I um came out of there, did you remember some of the teaching of that that class that first one I think it was on um it was on um, the wisdom of the world compared to the wisdom of God okay that type of thing it was uh, in first
0: john where okay. um, um But to think about it, it it, it must have resonated in your mind. Yeah, it it, did. It struck a chord.
1: Because I had never heard, and I'd never heard of Jesus Christ in that way. Um, I had only heard of, you know, I knew, I believe in a God, but I didn't know who Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I started seeing who he was and what he did, what he accomplished for us, and um, the mercy and grace of God that was in our lives, how it wasn't so much what we do, but what God had done.
0: Right, right. it, It amazes me. That in the the day and age that we're in, I get in conversations with people who who just don't have a clue. And yeah. I'm going, how could that be here in America? I mean, exactly. And we've just kind of uh, turned a corner. It seems to me like. I mean, there was a time when when almost everybody would have some knowledge of of scripture, the Bible stories, and that sort of thing. But yeah. I've been encountering people that just absolutely don't know hardly anything. Yeah. And. and uh, and that just amazes me and of course one of the things that can be a downfall for for people who have studied the scripture like i'm a minister i've been pastoring for over 40 some years went to bible college or sort of thing making the assumption that everybody knows what i know yeah exactly and and that's a very easy thing to fall into and then you just just get in a conversation with somebody and sometimes i I say people know just enough to get them in trouble (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and, and and you said it when you said, it, and they would form their own yes religion. Yeah. Or, uh, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 and and then that's just gets them further off the path. Mm-hmm. So, so it, being in a situation, so you went to that. Mm-hmm. I guess you went back.
1: Yeah, I did, and then I ended up taking some Bible classes, um, and then I kind of I was very hot on this before. I, at the first, I would we we had a place called the Shack that we would all hang out, and um, a bunch of us. Drug people and uh, for, I don't know what word to call it. You know, yeah. we, we called ourselves freaks. Okay. But I would go down there and uh, I would take a book from that cl- that class, and I would go down there and I'd sit with them because they were my friends and we shared everything together. And so I'd sit there and, and I'd read this because I thought everybody will want this. Really, everybody. Really? Why could? Why wouldn't everyone love this? And I started reading it and and I think because they were my friends, they put up with it for a while. And and some of them actually came with me, but some of them didn't Uh and um then there were some that just listened to be polite to me i guess
0: now when you say a book Uh you're talking about the bible or just a just a book this was just a syllabus for the class it
1: just laid out you know the principles on how to study the bible all right and um i would read that to him then i'd go to the bible okay and um i started to realize not everybody wants this Mm -hmm. but i i it really shocked me because it was such a thing that i thought if 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 someone heard about Jesus Christ and, how, right. and the greatness of him and what he had accomplished for us and what it means to us to have eternal life, to be, have the righteousness of God granted unto us, Jesus Christ, you know, became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God and that a right standing before him and all as a gift
0: to us. Right. But now how did that go with that group? Did, did some of them come to faith?
1: They did, and I've, some of them are still there. Some of them listen to the uh really, okay. and, and matter of fact, one fella who I would sit there and read to, who never acted like he cared at all, is now listening to the fellowship on Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah, it reminded me um, we had a, a gentleman who was a mentor of ours, and I'm talking about the pastors of the Southeast region of the Open Bible Churches, and he was mm-hmm. a. Uh, it was very good, but he, he he gave a teaching one time talking about people who um, who are outside of, of the gospel, outside of faith, and he mm-hmm. said, "Let's just," he said, "Let's just say the twelve was the farthest number out that you could be. And when you're you're a twelve, you're just totally in in uh, you're, you're a heathen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he said they they're there, and it's somehow now that the gospel gets to them, maybe maybe they read something or whatever." And, and something begins to happen. And all of a sudden, they're not a 12 anymore. Now they're at 11. And through that process, and I love the way he explained this, through that process, then the next thing you know, there are seven, and then there are six, and then there are five, and then they're coming closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Well, as, as you went every week or every day or however often you went, and you mm-hmm. just sat there and you just read, you know, some of them that was out there, they're starting to come come in. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. For all of us, because I think a lot of times people go one time and they get rejected and they're done.
1: Yeah, or they <laughs> well, think the change is going to happen instantly. Right. Right. Where, you, where like you said, it goes in levels. You know. Like yeah. You, and and yeah. for some people, maybe it does. I've seen people who click right away, and you know, but other people, like for me, it was levels. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in there. I was very excited at first, and then the excitement died off. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that's. I think that's kind of typical too. But then, then I started to grow slowly mm-hmm. along the way. Until and God would open my eyes. The more I stayed in the Word, the more, and that's what I'm encouraging people mostly to do on this Facebook thing is just to go to the Word of God yourself. Amen. Because if it's if if I can know it, well, you know, right. I have no background. At all. If I can go to this and God can show me and teach me, He can definitely do other people
0: because yeah, He's ultimately the teacher anyway. Exactly. I mean, we're gonna we can read it. Yeah, and uh, we may have some understanding. Mm-hmm. But as God begins the process of working that through your system, through your right. being, right. and it's just like, uh, you know, I do this Saturday Night Gospel, sing this gospel music show, and it's got all these songs and all these words, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes after I've done a show, the next morning I'll wake up, and, and one of those songs is right there in my mind. I'm singing it as huh. I get out of the bed, mm-hmm. and I'm going... Well, that's that's it's just funny how uh, I might have played twelve or thirteen songs, but that particular song got in my spirit, and now I'm just singing it, not even realizing I'm singing it. Mm-hmm. Same way with the word. Yes, I mean you you're, you're you're sitting there and you're reading this thing, and and they're doing what they're doing or whatever. They they pretend like they're not hearing, but yet. Something penetrated there. Yeah. Something got in there. And next thing you know, it's starting to come back in their mind, mm-hmm. starting a process of thought. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what God did with Abraham and Terah in, in the Old Testament. You yes. know, they, they were living in the in Ur of Chowdhies, in a very heathen society. Mm-hmm. But God gave them a glimpse, and then that glimpse began to grow. And next thing you know, we got people like Greg here sitting here on the radio, (laughs) on the gospel on the radio talk show, talking about his faith. He's on Facebook.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's that's how it is too. With when you teach the word, I'll teach something and I'll think I'll have a topic and I'll be heading towards it. But I'll have people come to me later and say that was so great, and they they've gotten something out of it that I never intended. Yeah. You know, they say, uh, absolutely.
0: Uh, yes. And yes. that's the God working in there. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm going to tell you a little secret. I'm talking to the radio audience here. First of all, this is the gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I do this every Sunday morning. But I'm going to tell you something about Greg. I learned. I learned this about him. He's kind of like me, he likes a little Southern gospel music. <laughs> Walk with me. This is Legacy 5. It's called Walk with Me.
1: Yes. All right.
0: That's Legacy 5. Walk with me through the darkness. I don't know. I think that kind of went with the topic (laughs) we've been talking about here today. Uh, A lot of people are walking in darkness until they find the light, and that light is the love of Jesus Christ our father god who's loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross that you and i might have redemption of our sin praise the lord for that hey today is mother's day and uh, i'm just uh, so thankful for my mother she's uh, with the lord now but uh, i have a beautiful wife and she's a mother and uh, i have three daughters who are mothers and a daughter-in-law that's a mother and uh, I'm sure you have mothers that you love too. Make sure you make sure that you tell them that you love them, how much you appreciate them. And if you uh, would like to go to church with your mom and you don't know where to go, hey, Freedom Road Christian Ministry, that's the church that I pastor, we're going to have a Mother's Day celebration today, and we'd love to have you. We start at 1105, 720 Capital Circle Northeast, we're in the Crescent Park Plaza, right across from the federal prison. We're between uh, Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, you'd find us on the right-hand side of the road. Check us out on the web, us. And also, if you like the music that I just played, and if I just kind of wet your whistle just a little bit, every Saturday night at 7 o'clock right here on 94.1, I full hour of it. We have a good time. So I'm inviting you to join me and also Monday through Friday for the daily broadcast. That's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God at 11 o'clock here on 94.1. And you can find this show on the podcast if you just type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. It'll come up. There's a whole bunch of talk shows on there in the daily broadcast. This is show number 1122. Just type that in. or You don't have to type it in. You'll find it there. And uh, join me. Because uh, Brother Greg here, he's doing Facebook. And uh, like I said, I've done a little of that. But then we've got the podcast. And so we're getting words out there. And to think about the podcast, and the Facebook, like you said, it's static. And once you put it out there, it's there. Mm-hmm. And people can access it whenever. And I think that's, that's a, a good thing. Like with the podcast, if you're driving down the road, and, man, you just plug that thing in, and uh, I guarantee you, Greg, if, if somebody was on a journey wherever they would go, they would not run out of the gospel on the radio talk shows or the daily broadcasts, wherever they're going. Praise God. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch of them out there, mm-hmm. and I've got some some very interesting shows <laughs> that you might want to check out. So, we're uh, meeting in the homes, and this is what God has led you to do. And as you've told me, you're not a pastor. No, but you're involved in in uh, this overall ministry. Mm-hmm. Four different locations that you your group meets at. Yes, sir. And uh, I think that's good because it becomes taxing. I think to have a service every Sunday in your church. And I've known people who've done it, and uh, it, it wear you out. This way you spread it around mm-hmm. and said. But you got to have homes. I would assume that's big enough to hold thirty. You're still about thirty people, right?
1: We pack them in there. Do you? <laughs> but um, the um, you're right. We did it for years. We did it just at our house. Yeah. And that's a lot of cleaning on yeah, Saturday it nights. Is. It is. You know, and getting ready. And then you get, and we'll also do a meal for folks, you know. Oh, at, you do at, that, at too? Lunch. Yeah, so. Well, well, well if people were there at lunchtime, you got to feed them, you know. So what do you, what do you, do you
0: have a full meal, sandwiches, oh, well, or what?
1: Just depends on what, sometimes soup and sandwiches, sometimes... Okay. You know, something, now, something similar.
0: Does, does the host house provide, provide the bills? That's right. So it's yep. not one of the things where everybody brings a little something.
1: Well, you now everybody's welcome to do that, and you got people that do. You know, yeah. usually desserts and things like uh-huh. that. So,
0: okay. Now, so from the time that you meet to the time everybody goes home, how how long does this usually last? Oh Lord, it can be. Um, well, we
1: meet at ten o'clock. Okay. So. um Probably one o'clock. Sometimes people get out of there by then. Some some people go leave a little earlier, maybe. But depending on what they got to do on the Sunday,
0: you know. <laughs> Sounds like good fellowship to yeah. me. Now, do y'all sing too? We do. And, uh, how do How do you do that? I mean, we sing
1: from hymnals. Okay, uh, the old time, right? Like uh, I'm I'm very much into the old hymns, yeah. And that's what we use. I mean. Uh, it's hard to set up a band in there. Sure. So,
0: but, but now, do you have uh instruments? Or? Well, there yeah,
1: interesting. There are some people who play guitar, so okay. every now and then you have somebody playing the guitar or something like that, but not always. And so
0: sometimes it's just a cappella. Yeah. 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 I think it would be easier in a house because your the ceilings sure. are lower. Sure. Uh we 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 occasionally find ourselves at Freedom Road doing a cappella. Uh, we have a lady who's a very gifted musician and she comes, but sometimes they're out of town or whatever. And it generally falls on me to lead the worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a real good plan, but, but, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And, uh, so yeah, but, but leading it, uh, now in the building that you and I are recording in right now, mm-hmm. uh, it has a high ceiling, but it's very live. And you can sing hymns in there, and it doesn't strain your voice at all. Oh, wow. But you, when you get into a place where there's more acoustics, mm-hmm. it strains. Mm-hmm. Your voice begins to strain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like right now where we're record, recording in the, uh, the studio, you notice there's carpet on the walls, and all that's designed to absorb the, yeah. the sound. Yeah. So if you're at a... There's certain settings and there's a lot of things to absorb. It makes it a little bit harder to sing the acapella. Mm-hmm. But in a smaller space, that are in a house, I think it would be pretty good. Well, when I first interesting when I went
1: to the first fellowship there and I saw the love and the word of God there and all that, I was very excited about that. But they sang songs there too, and I thought to myself, I'll keep coming to this, but I'm not going to sing those songs <laughs> because <laughs> but, you didn't know them, or what? Well, I didn't know them, and I didn't. I thought it was kind of corny, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. But now I love them. First you impression, know, when, yeah, yeah. When you first, when you get to know the words in those old hymns, oh yeah, they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, and some of the new artists are, have taken some of these hymns. Guy Penrod, uh-huh. oh man, he jazzes them things up. And I love. <laughs> I, I play a lot of his music on the on the music show, uh-huh. and I, man, I never heard him sing it that way at the Sunrise Christian Church back in Kentucky. <laughs> but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, the, the guitar players—do they like to, to kind of add a few bars and things like that?
1: Uh, the one fellow that we have—he's pretty talented. Is it? Yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, you can't always count on it. You know, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember one time going to a church in Lake City. Mm-hmm. Uh, my car was broke down, mm-hmm. and so me and my daughter ended up going there. I'm telling you what—that was the best instruments. I've ever heard in my life. There, there was several of them there with the guitars, and so these guys should have been on the stage in Nashville. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, mm-hmm. they were very, very talented. And now uh, you got to love that style of music, which I do. Yeah, and, and uh, it all adds. It adds. But, but then again, God's word is God's word. Whether you're singing it, whether you're, whether you're, you're quoting it through Scripture, teaching God's word is God's word. And
1: you know, when you're in in a fellowship, and God's in the fellowship. I believe the songs go right along with the teaching, mm-hmm. along with the prayers and everything else that's in there. It's all one unit, and it just uh, comes together and uh, with everyone participating in that way.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was a child going to church, and of course, this church always sang hymns. And uh, I thought, maybe I'm just kind of strange, but as a child, I would I would hear the words. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes you, as a child, you don't understand what the words mean. Mm-hmm. It's just, kind of, I remember one time, uh, uh, there was a song that, uh, said, uh, God shuts a fly on my knees. You know, God mm-hmm. shuts my, and a little girl, she can, says, why are they saying, gosh, there's a fly on my knee'?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, that's what she heard, you know? <laughs> But nevertheless, God, you saw this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, and music is, is a powerful, powerful tool oh, yeah. to, to draw people in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now we're in a generation now to where there are young people, oh, well, not so much young anymore, that like the, the, the real contemporary type of sound, which mm-hmm. does not appeal to me at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being honest yeah. here. Yeah. But... when I was doing youth, because I I did the youth for the Southeast Region of the Bible for about 30 years, so I've had a lot of youth conferences. Uh And a lot of times, the music would be so loud and the beat would be so strong that it would cause my heart to start jumping Mm -hmm. and I'd have to leave. Mm -hmm. But then I'd say, well, but these young people, they're getting it. Yeah. And it's, hey, if it's get it. Oh, yeah. And they're getting the word and just bringing them to Christ. hey. (laughs) <laughs> I, I got reproved on that myself
1: because I'm not real big on that either. But I went to a Big Daddy Weave concert uh-huh. with some friends who were very much into it. And as I sat there, I said, "God is very much in this." Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not for me, like you yeah. said. I, I mean, it's, it's. But I I could just see it that, and I, I was reproved in my heart yeah. for my, the way I thought about that before. I think it's a wonderful thing, as uh-huh. long as God's in the, in it. It's
0: a good thing, yeah. and you realize that some of the hymns that we love came out of some of the honky tonks <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from another generation. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, God can use all types of things, yeah. and, and just but me, I'm more concerned about the words, the words that are being said. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and are are the words true? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. are the the words that, that would lead somebody to a saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is? Mm-hmm. So so I'm I'm far that, mm-hmm. but you know I have my Personal preference, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and for me, it's with the fellowship type thing. I want people
1: to come in there and leave with more knowledge of God than they came in. With. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. That, that's the the main thing. Whether it's yeah. through the songs, the Word of God, prayer, whatever, where they come out knowing more than they came in.
0: Now, do you all have a, a set teachers? Mm-hmm. Who, if, it, it, like in other words, if you're hosting, you're also mm-hmm. teaching, or is it? Where does it work that way?
1: Or yes, pretty much. We've got. um Dave Durris, I mentioned, is one of the teachers. He's got a prison ministry here in town. And well, he actually works for the prisons as a pastor in there. Okay. And then, uh, and I teach at my home. Um, and then, um, Alan Smith, he's a friend of mine too. He has a home in Havana. He teaches there. Okay. Uh, very good teachers, all of them. They yeah. they know the Word of God, and they.
0: Now, is there some type of uh, publication, or websites, or something like that, where people can find if they want to come and worship with? Because you Cause you're talking about coming to your home, it's a little different thing than just showing up at a church building.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, best thing I can do to tell you is just give us a call. You okay. can you can reach me on Facebook. Okay, uh, that would probably be the easiest way to okay. do it. And, um,
0: and, and that's Kim and. Kim, uh, Kim Greg Kennett. Kim Greg Kennett.
1: Yeah, I forgot to put the ad in the and in there, so it just says Kim
0: Greg. <laughs> so okay. It's, yeah. so, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. in other words, you didn't just forget to tell us; you forgot to put it in. So yeah. Kim yeah. Greg, Greg Kennett. Kennett. Yeah. If you go there, and then, then they they can contact you through that. They can, if yeah. they want to come and be a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can come because yeah, that that is a different dynamic because mm-hmm. you you really don't want to just get uh, open up a home no. to the public. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a kind of a well, it's just a very thing. I know that a lot of times we'll do fellowships and stuff for our mm-hmm. church and it's designed for the church family mm-hmm. and it'll be at a home and we won't promote it, but I'll tell the church people say, so, Look, you can invite your friends if sure. you want to. And that's how because the, that way you're kind of filtering that way.
1: That's how it usually works. Yeah. yeah.
0: But but we're not gonna put it out to the public. But we're not saying we don't we don't love you, we just we don't know you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. And you're
1: coming into someone's home. Right. But now we for a while, we were doing it. At, we rented the McDougal House, and we'd do it over there. What? I've
0: heard of that. Where's, where's that at? That
1: was over on, um, uh, is it Calhoun? Is it on, right there off of Monroe? Right by um, um, Keon High School, just behind Leon High okay, School. Okay, But But um, it's become a state building now. You can't rent it anymore. Oh, so okay. <laughs> We would do that for... Uh,
0: one one day a month. And, okay, and just for what are your do you meet on Sundays or what do we do, do Sunday at, at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. So 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 for one Sunday you did that, mm-hmm. and yeah. just to kind of try it out, I guess. Yeah, well,
1: we did that for a long period of time. We just one Sunday out of the month. we oh, I see. There. Okay, and we just you know make it public, and anyone could come if they. They wanted and how'd that work?
0: And worked out pretty good. We just lost the building, so we quit doing it. Right, that. right. And and you didn't feel led to find try try to find another location.
1: Not at this time, because yeah. at one time we almost uh, dismantled it. You know, just quit quit doing it because uh, it was the same people coming, and uh, we felt like we could get fed. Other places like at churches and things like mm-hmm. that could go that way. And then, but it, but God stirred it in our hearts. Dave and I were talking to just continue, and I think it's been a good thing because you know it's not always numbers. No, it's uh, I don't with with God. It's um, it's as long as individuals are growing, right, and uh, maturing in the Word. I think that's very important.
0: I was sharing that with my son here just a few days ago because what, what the Lord has laid in my heart as far as youth ministry is that I I've been involved in in teaching and putting events. I mean, I put together events for young people for years. Mm. One thing I've come to realize is the young people are not schooled in the Word. It's, it's frightening to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and um, just ask them basic, simple questions, and unless they've been to maybe a Christian school, or usually, if I'm in a, in a group setting, somebody with a, a group of young people, mm-hmm. and I start throwing out questions and stuff like that, there'll be one or two kids that, well, they, they got all the questions, and guess what? The preacher's kids. Yeah. And then the others are just kind of. Uh, so, my heart, this is the burden that God has put on my heart, is to uh, form uh, a teaching, which I'm in the process of trying to write. I told you about it. It's called the fundamentals of spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And then putting these teachings in the hands of, of a, somebody. Mm-hmm. So any, any person who's willing to take this responsibility, gather two or three and just begin to teach them the Word of God one of the things that I've seen in youth ministry and this is not meant to be criticism just observation mm-hmm. is so often success is measured by the number of young people you have in an event exactly that's the success mm-hmm. now you may have a whole group of young people there but they're not learning anything perhaps now again I'm not trying to judge because I'm, I'm not I'm, you know I'm not always there of course but if we could teach one or two mm-hmm and then perhaps maybe they would become teachers to teach it to if they see the see the ripple effect here. exactly so, so that's one win one yeah so that's that's a burden on my heart, and I got to get it done <laughs> <laughs> that's a great great thing i've to been do. I've been procrastinating but anyway the, the the guys got different things for different ones to do but but I see that as a huge issue because I believe that some of the problems that we're facing as a nation mm-hmm. It's because people are getting away from the Word, yeah, and they're getting away from prayer, mm-hmm. and those are the things that will sustain us. Because that brings us to the relationship with Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. which comes to trust and and all the other wonderful things that happens when you know. <laughs> so, and and I sometimes this burden gets heavy on my heart because I want to see uh, America be a you know God bless America, Amen. Like. America has been blessed, mm-hmm. but it, we've been a nation yeah. that's known who God is. And the, the farther we drift away from that, mm-hmm. the more dangerous it becomes, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know, sometimes with those numbers, and I'm not faulting that either, because I love uh, people come to God wherever they want, you know, sure, and sure. and are blessed with it. Yeah. Where they're getting fed, that's the main thing. Where they're getting fed. Yeah. But um, people can get lost in those numbers.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, to yeah. where
1: that, um, yeah. and, and at each one under shepherding or walking with, helping out each other, it, it helps them to grow strong and be rooted in the ground and grounded in the Word of God to where that it takes root and they, they have it established in their lives and they start to see signs, miracles and wonders in their lives. They start to see, uh, a change in who they are. And, uh, I think that's, what, oh, yeah. what
0: is really important. Yeah, one of the things that the Lord uh, used in a <laughs> circumstance to show me, he said, look, don't don't judge right. what's what's going on here because you don't always understand. I was at a, a meeting, I think we were in Colorado, I believe it was. There was a young uh, youth evangelist there and he got to uh, have an anointing service, but he didn't have any oil, so he was anointing with water. <laughs> And uh, we had these young people going through these lines, and they were pouring this water. well, you know, the carpet is getting soaked <laughs> up. And, I, and I'm being a little, I'm going, what is this, anointing with water? I don't, I don't get this. But, but, you know, I was a part of it. I was yeah. There, yeah. And I was saying, well, you know, I don't know. Well, I was on the Bible College board at the time. And uh, one time during one of the board meetings, they invited some of the students to come in just to give their testimony. Mm-hmm. And three or four of them. We're there at that Bible because of that event that took place in that oh, room God. that day, <laughs> and I said, "Okay, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to get a picture here. Wherever yeah. He's there to bless, yeah, 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 that'd be done.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. that's why you know we're all really one church. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's not." We have many denominations and things in Christianity, but when it boils down to it, we're all members of the body
0: of Christ. Yeah. So. And, of course, you know, Jesus, he gathered his 12, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of worked out very, very well. Mm-hmm. You know, He had his big meetings, mm-hmm. but he poured a lot into those 12. Amen. And uh, I think that that's a, a – of course, that's the example that Jesus set. Mm-hmm. of course, he taught them to do what he did, to teach others to do what he did. And that's what, we're, what you were about. Yeah. Now – do you have young people in your, in your groups?
1: We do. Well, and praise God for it. You know, I think that's wonderful. We got a, a fellow out in Havana who he does the Easter fellowship out there every year. And he's a young man. Uh, watched him grow up. Yeah. But.
0: Um, now, now, tell me about the Easter fellowship.
1: What's that? Well, we have. It, he's got a house out in Havana with a lot of property. OK. And so every year he's blessed to do our uh, Resurrection Sunday Easter, okay. whatever fellowship out there. And, uh, he, he teaches and, and he does a wonderful job teaching the word of God. But, uh, we, and then we have, uh, so that usually turns out to be a big show. There's usually, well, I think there were 60 people there this year. Okay. But, um.
0: Was it outside?
1: Yeah. At, well, part of it's outside the egg hunt and all that kind of thing for the kids. We had a bunch of little kids.
0: Okay. Um, but you actually had this the resurrection service inside. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we do a resurrection service, too. That's one of those places at a private location that we yeah. do. And uh, we we used to call it a sunrise service. But then we decided, you know, this getting up at sunrise, it's not really fun. <laughs> so we just called a resurrection service. Yeah. Now we can do it at 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and we still had time mm-hmm. to have that. And then my wife fixed a big breakfast for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then off to church, we had a regular Sunday morning service, just the, the whole thing on, on Easter. And
1: uh, you talk about, a, a, you know, we we're talking about crowding in the homes. You talk about some the love of God being present to allow 60 people into your
0: house. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was it, this is a pretty good size house. It, it held them. <laughs> well, I know that... Uh, Somewhere in the kitchen, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you do what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember one time going to a... Uh, uh, we were on tour with my young people. I'd taken them to different churches, putting on a program. And we come to a little church, and all of their bedroom stuff was out in the lawn uh-huh. because the church was their house. Mm-hmm. And the pastor says, you know... It, this does get a little old, <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, you got your bed out in, the, in the, uh, outside, and, and is it, is it going to rain? <laughs> <laughs> there are some drawbacks, aren't there Yes yeah, yeah, so, I mean, uh, the thing is is that you talking about you divide them. At a certain point, when they get a certain size,
1: yeah, that's what that was the what we typically did. Well, If you got more than twelve people, we'd split the split it, and someone else would take a, a, a section. 12 of Twelve
0: people or 12, 12, people. 12
1: people, twelve people. Yeah, okay. and but now uh, since we're not doing that, we've changed it up to where we're just all meeting around okay. in different homes. But um it may get back to that sometime, or we may. You never know what's going to happen. Whatever God works in our hearts to do, that's the direction we'll go. But the thing about that too, in a small fellowship like that like you're saying people get fed very well. Yeah. And uh, their needs you know if someone has a need right away, you know. And and it's that way in big churches too. I know cuz they meet in smaller groups and stuff and and gear down to that, but um uh, most of the people in our fellowship are apt at teaching.
0: Okay. So speaking of that, we've got about 5 minutes left. Hmm? What's on your heart right now that you'd just like to share with this radio audience? Well, um
1: I can tell you something that really transformed my life.
0: Sure. sure. Um, You got about five minutes. Okay.
1: Let me get this in there then. Okay. I was uh, about five years ago, um, I decided to do something that I'd been told to do years ago or encouraged to do. And also I saw it. I read Charles Spurgeon's works and some other men's works. And it kept coming back to Romans, the book of Romans, how it was the ABCs of the gospel. And that's kind of what my fellowship on Facebook started off as, is encouraging people to read Romans because of what it did for me. And I know that it's not the same for everybody. Different books do different things for Mm -hmm. people. But um, as I read it, I understood why they said it was the ABCs of the gospel. Because in Romans, there's a complete layout of it starting with faith cometh by hearing, It goes into the next chapter in 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 chapter one and two and up to into three, about why the world is in the shape it's in, about how men rejected God, and they ended up with, you know, going after vile affections and and the uh, all the things the condition the world's in, and then when you get to chapter three, it picks back up on the wonderful righteousness of God that is through faith, the faith of Jesus Christ. Um by his accomplished works we we receive all that we have. We believe upon him and by his that's where it gets into in Romans one seventeen it says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. This gospel reveals that that the righteousness of God comes from, from faith to faith. And the word faith the word from faith is a Greek word ek, which means out from. So it comes out from faith unto faith. Well, it comes out from Jesus Christ's faith, his faithfulness to God, his righteousness, his accomplished works unto our faith as we believe on him. That's what we believe on to have to become right before God. And so this, this wonderful book of Romans just sets that forth so plainly. And then it, it, it goes into detail telling us that we have these two natures mm-hmm. and that they're battling one another. And how to, how to overcome and the greatness of no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It just says such a beautiful picture. I did nothing but read this book of Romans for five years. That's all I read. Wow. Every day. And as I did, you'd think you'd get tired of it, but it just shows how living this word of God is because you can read it over and over and God will teach you more and more. It's, it's like in levels. As you read and God opens your understanding to one thing, he'll open it to more. That's why I tell people, read it and you may not understand very much, but read it again Mm -hmm. and read it again and read it again. And God will continue to teach you. But that's my, uh, you asked what my passion was. My passion right now is to encourage people to read this word, to study it. And I would suggest starting off in the, in what's written to us. That's a big, a big thing, too, is knowing where to start in the Bible. Like in my religion, I started out mm-hmm. in Genesis, which is nothing's wrong with it. It's all the Word of God. But there are, for our administration of time or where we are right now, the church epistles. Christ has come. He's risen. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And the books that apply to us in this day and time where we're living and walking are the church epistles. And which are? Romans through Thessalonians. Okay. And those – and and the other feeder books on there like Peter and all those are along there too. But the Pauline epistles there are, are letters, they're letters to the church and they teach us about this wonderful gospel of God concerning his son, Jesus Christ and how that applies to us. And what you'll find in there, you'll find the great promises of God. You'll find the greatness of what Christ has done for you and, and what that means to you in your life. Hmm. And it will, it will actually, as it says in Romans 12, It will transform you, God says. Our religious service or our reasonable service is to be transformed by the renewing of our
0: minds. Amen. That's great. I'm I'm excited, and and I I want you to do that because that's what people tune into Facebook. That's what they're going to hear. That's what they're going to hear. Come to to your teaching course. If you want to be a part of the group, you go to your Facebook, which is Kim Greg. Tenet. Kenneth, Kenneth, yep. and then through there they can contact you if they want they to be can. a part of the fellowship, or or they can quietly you know, listen you know.
1: whatever they want to do whatever yeah. they want to do they can quietly listen or
0: very good yeah. very good uh, I've enjoyed having you on the show <laughs> and, and I mean, you, you you told me when we were talking you said what are we going to talk to you about for an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been talking more than an hour. <laughs>
1: Well, Pastor King, you are the, you are very good at what you do here.
0: Well, thank you very, very much. You, uh, it's That's been a
1: pleasure, and I thank, I thank God I met
0: you. Amen. Father God, as we come in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful for this opportunity just to share the gospel over these airwaves. And, Father God, I do pray for this radio audience. Lord, if there be one outside of faith, Holy Spirit, go to them. Father, begin to enlighten them. Father, bring them to the reality of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for our churches today. Father, we pray for our great anointing to come forth in churches and prayer groups, wherever people are gathering today. Father God, let your anointing be there. And Father, we pray for America. We pray for peace around this world. We pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Greg, thank you for coming to be on the show. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.